Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. Amen, amen, amen. You order, order. Come on to Jesus. He will pick you up and turn you around. Place your feet on solid ground. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. Good morning, church. This morning I want to share with you a little story. A little while ago, there was a story in the newspaper about uh, a little basset hound named Tattoo. Tattoo didn't intend to go for an evening run. But when his owner shut his leash in the car door (laughs) and took off for a drive with Tattoo still outside the vehicle, he had no choice. When a motorcycle officer noticed a passing vehicle with something dragging behind it, the officer chased the car to a stop, and Tattoo was rescued. But not before the dog had reached a top speed of 25 miles per hour, falling down and rolling over a few times. The officer commented that the poor little basset hound was picking them up and putting them down as fast as he could. Too many of us, brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, are living our lives like Tattoo, just picking them up and putting them down as fast as we can, rolling around and feeling dragged through life. People today seem so beat down by the everyday struggles of life. They seem to be so very tired and weary. It is so bad that it has brought about an illness that we all may have heard of, chronic fatigue syndrome. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people that suffer from this disease, that suffer from this uh, syndrome. The doctors can actually do very little about the problem. About the best that they can do is to give you some sleeping pills and some muscle relaxers, but... That does not cure the problem. It only hides it. You see, some of us 
this morning are feeling like tattoo, doing all that running just to stay in place. And to get anywhere, we have to, it seems though, so we have to run twice as fast. How many of us are feeling like that this morning? How many of us are just ready to throw in the towel? How many of us this morning are just at our wit's end? How many of us are just a bundle of nerves? How many of us this morning feel like our lives are just falling apart? Beloved, if you will, Journey with me this morning in your basic instructions before leaving the earth, before leaving earth, in your life's owner's manual, the Holy Word of God. Journey with me this morning to the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter. And this morning we want to look at, we want to lift up verses 28 through 30. That is Matthew, the 11th chapter, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, it is once again that we come before your throne of grace, Lord, asking in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, that you would clear our hearts Clear our minds, clear our souls, that we would be open to receiving a word from you. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thy. Amen. 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 My brothers and my sisters, the New International Version of our text this morning says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If you will, meditate with me this morning in our journey upon the thought, take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Reverend Johnson, we all have things that are bothersome to us. They may not be big things, but just the same. They, 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 they weigh on us. They, they, they make us weary. Everyone faces these things every day in the hustle and bustle of what we call our busy lives. What has become a busy society. We all have some kinds of burdens that we carry around with us from day to day. Many have financial obligations that are weighing them down, while others may have family sickness or some personal illness that weighs them down. Still, there are others that are being weighed down by some dysfunctional relationship. The list of burdens that weigh us down on a daily basis goes on and on and on. The sad fact is that, 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 that we all have something, we all have something that puts us under some enormous pressure. We all have something that puts us under stress from time to time that makes us feel like just throwing in the towel. That makes us feel like just giving up. When we, when we add uh, life's enormous burdens to life's everyday bothers, things, my brothers and my sisters, you don't need me to tell you this, things get very stressful. And after a short time, for some of us, of trying to cope with these two things together, we do indeed grow weary. Weariness is simply a problem that we all face from time to time in this thing called life. Job says that, 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 that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. 
So how do we deal with our weariness? How do we deal with our tiredness? How do we deal with our exhaustion? How do we deal with having our patience and our tolerance just totally and completely tested over and over and over again, day in, day out, month in, month out, just plain old tested. All we have to do to find the answer to is to turn to God. All we have to do to find the answer is to take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Our text this morning tells us three things. The first thing God, through Jesus Christ, tells us to do in our text this morning is come unto me. He doesn't say come to Buddha. He doesn't say come to Muhammad. He doesn't say come to Hare Krishna. He doesn't say come to whatever. He doesn't say come to the temple. He doesn't say come to the synagogue, come to the church. He says come unto me. This is Jesus talking in our text this morning. He says in our text through the Gospel of Matthew to come unto me. In our text this morning, Jesus makes a plea. He's making a plea to those who are burdened by the law. He makes a plea to those who, who, who in their own strength, key, in their own strength, trying to please God. Does that sound familiar to anybody here this morning? In their own strength, they were trying to please God. And Jesus makes a plea. How many of us this morning are trying to please God in our own strength? God says, for my grace is sufficient in your weakness. Jesus makes a plea to those who have been weighed down with the laws, who have been weighed down and oppressed by the customs of the Pharisees, by the rules of the Sadducees. Jesus makes a plea to those who have been told that they are not perfect. That if they are not perfect, that they would suffer. Yet, at the same time, Christ speaks to 
to us this morning. He speaks to us this morning in this place. How many times, beloved, have we heard in church that we are doomed to hell because we don't dress a certain way. We are doomed to hell because we don't act a certain way. We are doomed to hell because we don't look a certain way. How many times? How many times have our attitudes soured someone else from coming to Christ because they don't worship like us. How many times, beloved, have our traditions blocked someone else's blessings? We who say we understand God's grace, we who say we understand God's mercy, and yet often wonder often wonder if he still loves us. We who constantly in our wrongdoings feel as if we are no good, feel as if we are unworthy, feel as if we are undeserving, feel as if we are unlovable. We who fall short each day have to ask God how could he possibly love us? Each day, Jesus says to his people, Jesus says to God's people then and today, simply come on to me. Come to God. Come to the one who created you. Come to the one who went to the cross and died under the penalty of sin you committed. Come to the one who knows the worst about you but loves you anyway. Come to the one who loves you. Come to the one who accepts you. Come to the one who sees you as infinitely valuable and precious and who is always ready to forgive you. God is always ready to forgive you. We don't find that in our everyday interactions. Is your co-worker always willing to forgive you? Is a sibling always ready to forgive you? Is a spouse always ready to forgive you? Is a parent always ready to forgive you? But God, through Jesus the Christ, is always ready to forgive you. Come unto me, he says. Come to the Alpha and the Omega. Come to the beginning and the end. Come to the which is, the which was, and the which is to come. Come unto me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. Come unto me. Many of us, beloved, many of us, beloved, don't come to Jesus. Because that means if we come to Jesus, that means 
we have to leave something else. We're afraid to come to Jesus. We're afraid to come to God through Jesus because that means we have to leave something else. Addictions, disease, anger, pain, suffering, fornication, idolatry, financial troubles, dysfunctional relationships, cheating, lying, gossiping, backbiting, backsliding. Jesus calls everyone to come unto him. Come unto him for lasting peace. Only those who come to Jesus, hallelujah, only those who come to Jesus and shares in doing his will are given the peace that passeth human understanding, the peace that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah! Who is God through Jesus the Christ speaking to in this passage when he says, Come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened. In the text this morning, in the text, one might think that God is talking to those who are tired of physical labor. But God isn't speaking to the worker. God is speaking to those who are trying to balance the scales of good deeds against the scales of bad deeds to be accepted by God. We never know. We never know how our spiritual account is balanced at any given time. Because our human efforts fall far short of the standard which God requires. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, beloved, the cross is the place of exchange. The cross is the place of exchange where what we are is placed on him, Jesus, and what Jesus is is given to us. Our bad deeds are removed and placed on him. We rest on his perfect deeds credited to our accounts. So many of us struggle with just that very issue in more ways than one in our daily walk. Do we call up Sister Jones only to talk about Sister Smith or Pastor Brown or Pastor Holly or Sister Holly or Reverend King or Sister Bertha or Sister Dunn? Do we give our full tithes and offerings or, 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 or do we go out and buy that nice outfit? Do we pick up our Bible and spend time in his word or do we decide we can do it later. 
only to turn on the television set and watch our favorite program, only to end up having that television watching us. Do we tell that neighbor, do we tell that co-worker who has wronged us where to go, how to get there and to enjoy the trip instead of praying for them, instead of loving them as we love ourselves? Do we forego fasting and praying because we do not believe that we can make it through the whole day turning down our place and spending time with God? Are we tired of coming to Sunday school? Are we tired of coming to prayer service? Are we tired of praying every day? Are we tired of working in the church? Oh, you see, this is spiritual weariness, my brothers and my sisters. These are spiritual burdens. Who is Christ talking to this morning? Who is Christ talking to in our text? He's talking to those of us who are tired of always doing the right thing, tired of not seeing the fruits of our labor. He's talking to those of us who are trying to do God's work under our own power. He's talking to my brothers and sisters, those of us who, who, who are mentally tired and fatigued, those of us who, who, who want to get it right, those of us who, who, who want to keep on going, those of us, hallelujah, well, thank you, Jesus. Ah. He's talking to those of us who smile and always say, all is well. Yet inside, we are at our wit's end. Inside, we are crying. Inside, we are broken. Inside, we just can't take any more. He's talking to the non-Christian who just knows his or her life is a mess. He's talking to those of us who have great worry, those of us who have great stress, and because of it, find ourselves being, being oppressed, being overlooked, being weighted down, some of us by our own sin. Why? Is he talking to us? Why? Because it is those of us who this morning find ourselves weary, who find ourselves this morning heavy laden, who find ourselves burdened down that are looking for relief. Because our hearts are in a place that, 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 that's ready to listen. He didn't say, come to me all who are confident in, in themselves. He wants those of us who have come to the end of our roads. He wants those of us who have come to the end of ourselves to come unto me, he says. The second and third things God tells us to do 
is to take his yoke and to learn of me. Take his yoke and to learn of me. In the New Testament, in the New Testament times, the phrase to take the yoke of was used by rabbis to refer to becoming a submitted pupil of a teacher. The term yoke is used only six times in the New Testament. And in those times, many folks had oxen and a yoke was necessary to provide guidance. A yoke could be either burly, uncomfortable, and binding when Jesus tells us to take his yoke and to learn of him. What he is telling us this morning is to partner with him, is to learn with him. The problem you see many of us face today is that we know so little about the Lord. His desire, listen to this, his desire is that we would have a full knowledge of him. We can only learn of him when we abide in him. That is one of the important elements of the yoke. It keeps us bound together with him and a place of closeness where we can be taught. We cannot learn anything if we are not around the teacher. Christ, you see, desires us to be yoked together with him so that he can teach us. My family on my father's side is from the South. And our family for many years were farmers. Part of farming meant plowing the fields with which require oxen. There were many farmers who, 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 who would pair their older ox with a young ox. The yoke was the harness that held them or bound the ox together. A yoke is larger on one side and smaller on the other side. When asked why farmers yoke or bind a young oxen with an old oxen, the farmer will respond, and this will remind us this morning of the truth that we have been trying to relay in this text, that we've been trying to pick out of this text. The big animal was an older animal, an older animal that was well-trained. The smaller ox was a young animal that was new to the yoke. 
When asked why put together, the farmer will continue explaining that he yokes an older ox with the young ox because the old ox knows his way around the field. You put the older ox with the young ox so that the older, more knowledgeable, more experienced ox could teach the younger ox how to plow. If you never put them together, if you never put the younger ox in, to, uh, with the older ox, the younger ox will never learn. You see, by himself, the younger ox will pull himself to death. But together, he learns, the younger ox, to cooperate and let the older ox help him. So now, brothers and sisters, to apply that same principle, what Jesus is saying when he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, is that he wants us to partner with him. He wants us to stop trying to do everything under our own will. What he's saying this morning is to let him handle your burdens. What he's saying this morning is to let him handle your health issues. Let him handle your financial woes. Let him, ah, thank you, Jesus. Let him do it because we can't. Hallelujah. He wants us to stop trying to be self-sufficient. He wants us to cry out to him in faith. He wants to transform us. He wants us to be consistently involved in doing his will. Because in doing so, listen to this, because in doing so, our thinking, our emotions, our strength, then takes on more of his image. When we take on the yoke of Christ, we soon learn what is important work and what is not. When we take on the yoke of Christ, we learn that we learn what we do for him totally eclipses anything that we could possibly do. When we take on the yoke of Christ, we have, we have assurance that Christ is looking out for us. Therefore, we worry less. We worry less about the other less trivial matters of life. When we take on the yoke of Christ, we learn from Christ how to be patient in suffering. When we take on the yoke of Christ, we walk humbly. We trust him implicitly. We love him intensely. And we rejoice in him exceedingly. Hallelujah. When we take on the yoke of Christ and we learn of him, then watch this. Jesus said, Jesus said that then ye shall find rest unto your souls. <clears throat> We're not meant to go through this life living apart from God. His yoke fits well 
and is lighter than the one we've been pulling by ourselves. We cannot be yoked to Jesus and go on our own way anymore. And I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that when you're in the midst of pain and suffering, take off his yoke. When so much of what's causing you hurt is not understanding, take on his yoke. When you're searching for the truth and seeking answers, take on his yoke. When your sons and daughters and mothers and fathers are being called up into active duty, being shipped all over the world, take on his yoke. When members of your family are fighting cancer, heart disease, HIV, high blood pressure, diabetes, take off the yoke. When the bill collectors are knocking at your door, calling at your home, calling at your work, take up the yoke. When facing decisions about your career, turn to God and take up the yoke. When you're trying to repair those dysfunctional relationships, take up the yoke. When you're, oh, thank you, Jesus. When you're grieving the death of loved ones, hallelujah, take up the yoke. Whether it's, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you're looking for peace, when you're looking for that peace that passeth all understanding, take up his yoke. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, take my yoke and learn of me and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Hallelujah. Jesus said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You see, church, we may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Take up his yoke. Hallelujah. For God is ready, willing, and able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could possibly ask, think, or imagine. Can I get a witness? Take up his yoke. Jesus wants us to remember that only the Lord's blessings give peace. Psalms 29.11 says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus wants, to be, wants us to be in perfect peace by focusing our attention on him. Isaiah tells us that, 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 that you, hallelujah, that thou will keep him in perfect peace whose minds stay or stay on him. Jesus wants us to remember that he is our good shepherd. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus wants us to keep up the armor of God for our peace. Paul tells us, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mighty power, in the might of his power. Jesus wants us to find peace in our hope. Job tells us, you will, thank you, Jesus, you will have courage because you have hope. Jesus, take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Jesus wants us to remember the peace given to us in the Holy Spirit and his promises. And Paul writes, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline. Take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. 
There's a song out that used to be out. It goes, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. There's another song, hallelujah, that says, it makes no difference. What the problem? I can go to God in prayer. It goes on to say, I can call him when I need him. Our Father up in heaven, I can go to God in prayer. So when it seems, my brothers and sisters, like you just can't go on, just remember, turn to Jesus. Take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Take up his yoke. Take up his Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you've enjoyed this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.